Blog Talk Radio. Tune in every Monday from 10 a.m. to 12 to Awake with All Set on Evolution Radio, where the revolution is the evolution. Good morning, guys. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Your host today will be Teak. As per uh, All Set's last show, I will be hosting every second Monday from now on. This will be called the Teak Takeover segment. Okay, guys, let's jump right into it. So this one I have been dealing with uh, this topic for a few months uh, as I do my healing and my growing, my personal growth, um, ending the cycle of abuse. Now, I didn't want to call it ending the cycle of abuse because I feel like it clips all of the um, the responsibility or the, I'm trying to think of the word, as in it seems like you are always the victim in the situation instead of understanding why you were drawn to certain situations that cause you to continue to have a certain cycle of abuse in your life. So first thing is, like, why are we drawn to people that hurt us? All men are the same or all women are the same. When someone says that, I started to see that as them admitting that they have a type. They are constantly attracted to a certain particular type of love, attachment, and attention that caused them to go through the same exact cycle that they have continued to, to go through throughout all of their relationships, whether it's romantic, business, or even just a friendship, utility friendship, no matter what it is, they go through the same exact cycle over and over again until they start to realize that it's them who are drawn to this. Um, and it all starts within childhood. That's um, why we are drawn to people that hurt us. Like, if you ever, I have plenty of friends who I've talked to when we're, like, talking about our parents because, again, I'm subconsciously drawn to these people who are kind of, you know, identical to me when it comes to how I perceive things in my childhood trauma. Um, I've had multiple friends talk about this, how they felt like their mom or their dad was, just not, it just wasn't connected with them. Like, you ever feel like a disconnect with your parents or, you know, or your caretaker from when you was a childhood? It seems like you love them and you love them and you went above and beyond for their love and their approval, and it seemed like you just couldn't get it. It feels like a, like a disconnect where you're not really connecting with this person, and they might have spent most of their time, for instance, on their phone, watching TV, rather than connecting with you, spending, giving you interest, like they're interested in, like, what you're doing, who you are, what you're about, how you're feeling. It was just more as when they did come in the room or did come towards you, it seemed like they would just lecture you or talk to you as, as opposed to connecting with you. And you love them and they love you, even though there are moments when you feel as if even no matter how hard you succeed, it just didn't seem good enough. It's so you just you keep trying to to, you know, meet their approval and show them, you know, get their interest and get their attention, even though it might seem like they'd rather spend more time on the phone, spend more time like they probably it looks like to you on outside like they're connected with their friends more. They're constantly texting other people and you know, trying to spend time with them, not really giving you the time and attention that you desperately need, you know, as a as a child to feel nurtured emotionally. And they might have complained a lot, you know, and almost made it seem like it was your, it was like your responsibility to make them feel good. It was your responsibility to love them because it seemed like they didn't love themselves and you wanted to show them that they are loved. You... Sometimes you feel like it's your responsibility to ease their suffering. Maybe as a child you might have said things to yourself like, when I grow up, I'm going to have money, I'm going to do this, so my mom doesn't have to work anymore, so my mom doesn't have to feel this way anymore. It was the ability as a child, whether you pay attention to it or not, to make sure this person was happy, this person felt good. They were very open and vocal about stuff that they've been through in a way that made it seem like you have the power to change. And I don't know if you're paying attention now, but it kind of went the, the lines of blur for those who constantly end up in these relationships where you feel like the, the love and the, the interest that you're putting out is not reciprocated. You probably didn't even pay attention to, to certain things because 
in your mind, when you're a child, this is your caretaker, this is your provider. As a child, we're constantly learning, we're constantly being shown signals of what it means to be in a relationship, what it means, our, our attachment, how, what it means to survive. So having, so if you have a hard time connecting with your caretaker, you're going to end up in the same relationships as an adult. I want to read this because I, I wrote this uh, this morning, and I want to try to explain this in the best way that I can. As a child, Hold on, let me start with that. Okay, so I kind of went over this. So, okay, so you have a, uh, they, um, a, a parent that's seeing that they'd rather watch TV all day or be on their phones and spend more time with their friends instead of, you know, spending time and uh, connecting with you. They might have complained a lot, as I just said. You might feel like it was your responsibility to make them feel good. You love them. So badly, and sometimes, you know, like I said, you feel like it's your responsibility to, to ease their pain. And then you get into these relationships, and it's the same thing. You're like, you're searching for their approval. And you, you don't even recognize it, but that's exactly what it is. It starts within childhood. You feel as if, you know, if I do this, maybe they'll, they'll, they'll be more interested in me. If I um, put myself up on such this high pedestal, reach goals, you know, accomplish, you know, my goals and accolades, all these things that you're hoping, like jumping through hoops, you know, like, look at me, look at me, be interested in me, connect with me, all starts from the childhood, from when you're caretaker. You might have uh, experienced the same emotional neglect in relationships and come, oh, my gosh, I'm talking and not reading. That's what's happening. Anyway, the point that I'm trying to make, when it comes to how you connect with people, it starts within your childhood. To break the cycle of abuse, you need to understand and recognize the, the broken attachment you have towards people. It's already within you. It might seem weird when you feel like some people you're just magnetized to, you're just drawn to, and you end up in the same situation that you was before, and you seem so confused. You're just like, I don't understand why I keep ending up in these situations where the love I put out is not reciprocated. I'm, I'm always feeling like I'm being neglected. This person is not showing as much interest as, in, in me as, as I would hope for and I feel like I need and deserve. And one thing I want to say when it comes to this, don't villainize this person. A lot of times we want to place blame on this person, even though we are actively showing up in this situation where we are not nurtured and cared for emotionally as we should and are so desperately crave. Because a person like a person cannot give you what they don't have. Your mother loved you or your father loved you and gave you the best of us. They know how to give. That's how they understand. That's how they connect. And they put the same thing in you. So now when you go forward, that's how you connect with people. It, it turns people into, I would call it a classic people pleaser. It's constantly trying to seek your parents' approval, constantly trying to make them feel good, constantly trying to, you know, show them that they are loved. And this and the third. And another reason why we stay in these relationships, as you might feel like sometimes your your parents might have crossed boundaries with you about your personal business to your friends, you know, felt like they could say anything to you, you know, because they felt like what I think they felt like they knew that you were gonna love them no matter what, no matter how bad they messed up, no matter how horrible they might have been to you, they knew that you were still gonna love them and you might have the same exact connection with the person you're in relationship with. You're wondering like they just they don't seem to care if I leave or go. It's not that they don't seem to care. They know you're not going anywhere. They don't have to feel the pressure of losing you or keeping you because they because of the, the attachment you have, the attachment style you have towards relationships, you know, shows them that you're not going anywhere. And it's true. That type of attachment and cycle of abuse is already in you, and you feel you don't understand why you can't leave, why it's so hard. It's because that person reminds you so much of the relationship you have with your caretaker. When you're a child, you're constantly learning nonstop, all the time. Everything is being, is, is being processed, whether you realize it or not. So even though it might not seem like your, your, um, your, your, your caretaker, your mother, your father, whoever's coming to you, you know, saying things towards you directly that's affecting you, but it's, it's everything from how they act and how they give love. So, for instance, you have two children, right? One child, you know, spends a lot of time on the self in the room and while the parent, as I said before, watches TV, constantly on the phone, rather spend time with their friends rather than take an interest in you. Like, showing you zero 
or minimum interest. There's no interest there at all to the point where they don't really care about, you know, what you're doing, who your friends are, you know, how you feel, your aspirations, and you eventually don't care about success within yourself because it seems unimportant because it's made unimportant unimportant in your childhood as opposed to someone who's in a secure, uh, has a secure attachment style from childhood where, where they have a easy, they're easy, they have an easy time connecting with people. They seem to easily, you know, start conversations, easily be open and easily be, easily be transparent and easy, seem more secure in themselves and who they are because in childhood that their parent might have spent time with them, connect with them, try to connect with them and understand them. And as you get older, you continue that because that's what you're most known to. That is, that's what you, it's like continuing your comfort zone. It's what you're comfortable with whether you want to admit it or not. And it's not to say that you want it or you crave this type of relationship with your uh, romantic partners or your friendships or your business partners. It's, um, it's subconscious. It's all up here. It's as if your body is, it's like if your brain is used to that, so that's what it goes for. So I'm trying to read my notes, and they're all over the place. So I'm just going to just skip to this and just start talking. Okay. So now when it comes to, to the cycle of abuse, as I just said, it stems from in childhood. The, the main thing is how do you end the cycle of abuse? And the first thing that you have to do is understand yourself, understand how you attach to people, understand all of your relationships, and try to understand how you showed up in them. So basically what that means is you see how every single person you feel has done you the same way. You ever, as I said before, if you ever hear someone say all men are the same, all women are the same, what they just admitted to you is that they have a type. And the type of person that they are attracted to is the type of person that shows them this type of love. And the reason why it hurts so bad is because more than likely uh, we want to connect so so badly with our caretaker, with our parent, because we, because as humans, we need these these types of things to feel secure, to feel, you know, confident within ourselves. And I'm gonna give you guys um, a, a story. This is a it's a personal story about me. I had the same type of childhood growing up with my mom. Now, my mom has a has a very, you know, I would say she grew up in a very abusive home. Say, I want you guys to understand one thing. People cannot give you what they do not have. How they receive love is how they give love. That might not make them a bad person. It does not mean that they're, you know, a good person either at the same time. It's just for you to understand, not to enable, not to make excuses for, just to understand. Because you can understand someone and still not have a relationship with them because they're not in your life. But it shows it helps you not be resentful and have hate, hate and animosity towards them. Once you understand that it's not about you, it's always about them. I wanted so, like I said, I used to do the same thing to try to connect with my mom, try to, you know, I felt like we never had a connection. Once I moved out, I used to go months without talking to her because, you know, we had nothing to talk about. But I still felt the need to seek her approval. I still felt the need, you know, to to show up and make her feel proud of me. And, and, and it was always like you ever been in a relationship or with your parents, it's always like, oh, that's cool. It's never a real interest. It's just like a little comment so they can feel as if they did enough to acknowledge it and not be negative towards it, but they really still aren't interested. They really still do not care. You know, you're telling them all these things. They're not showing up. They're not really invested. They're not really asking you how it's going. They're not letting you, you know, express, you know, who you are and why these things are important to you. It's just when you come in, you're like, hey, I just did this. This just happened. It's like, oh, that's what's up, and that's it. There's no real celebration for it. There's no real excitement for it. And, and they don't even realize that that hits you a little bit. In your mind, you're thinking, still not good enough. Still have to keep trying. You still, that's because you want so desperately to seek their approval. And I'm going to tell you something. Until a person sees within themselves why they should change, they're not going to change. Until so they feel the need to say, hey, this is not working. I want to connect with you. It's not going to work. So I, I beg you. If you are one, if you have that type of attachment or relationship with people, to stop seeking their approval, stop it. So I want to go back to the story. So one day, it was my mom's birthday again. I, I just wanted her to have a, have a good birthday, and she had just a great time on the birthday. So so great in fact that it seemed like she sort of we did start to connect. She started you know calling me a little bit more, checking on me a little bit more. You know, she started you know stop throwing, you know, just belittling comments that, you know, and me most of the time that, you know, kind of threw me off and made me feel, you know, just bad about who I was. 
but it only lasted a little bit. And it, it just brought me to the conclusion that it's not me and it's not her. It is how we show love and it's not healthy. So I tried to bring, you know, to bring this to our attention, you know, let her know, like, hey, we need to do this and the third. When you do this, you know, people always say be open and talk to people. I'm like, hey, when you do this, this hurts me, this affects me. And I'm trying to give people a chance to understand. But you have to understand one thing. That's all good and all. But if that person does not know how to connect, know how to communicate, it's a wasted effort. It's a wasted effort. And what happened is going through all this, you know, connecting with my mom like this where, you know, we didn't really connect. I, did, I didn't understand how to connect in relationships. I would constantly end up in relationships where I was just horribly neglected, where it was, and it was to the point where I'm just like, I, and, and just so little things make you think that, that, that they care. Like, they text you back once. They might say good morning every now and then, but it's never like real invested interest inside of you, in, into you. And you're constantly feeling like, I have to try hard and harder and harder to, you know, get them to be more interested in me again because you always take blame on you. I'm not good enough. I'm not doing this enough. You know, you're not even realize that that's just a, an attachment style or a cycle that you're used to. And that's why I want to talk about this, how to end this cycle. Number one, this might seem extreme to most, in those connections. I am a firm believer that you create your family you do not have to be stuck with the family you're brought into. If, you're, if you know you're brought into a, a toxic situation that constantly stagnates your growth, constantly blocks your growth, constantly makes you feel bad, constantly makes you feel like you are trying so hard to no reveal. If it's a friendship, a relationship, you need to cut those connections. Number one, bring yourself into you. And what, what I mean, like, bring yourself into you is, like, come to grips with your reality and who you are and start your healing. Start putting yourself in a situation where you alone take responsibilities for how you feel. One thing that those relationships do is that because you crave those things so much within your, your caretaker is you, you look for outside sources, outside source to get it, which is why sometimes people put so much value on relationships. They look for someone else to give them all the, the love and, you know, intention and interest that they needed in their childhood in another person. They look for someone else to, to fill those voids and those holes because it, it is there. Technically, you do have that void. And sometimes people say no one's going to fill it. You have to fill it. That void that void that you have in you is within, is within you. You have to make a conscious effort to first love yourself because one thing that that, that does is, is, is destroys your self-esteem. It destroys your confidence. And I think a lot of you might, you know, understand that. Because you're not getting all this, you think when it gets me, I'm not good enough. No one takes interest interest in me, I'm not interesting. I don't look good enough, I don't dress nice enough. All these things that we might tell ourselves as to why, you know, someone might not care about you, so you look for someone to validate it for you and, and make you feel good. And that's like and to understand that that in itself is a toxic trait within you. That's why it's up to you to make yourself feel good and understand who you are and to love yourself. It's up to you to build yourself up and understand who you are and be secure. It's almost as, as if in an adult, in your adulthood, you have to reparent yourself. You have to spend time, you know, teaching yourself, you know, how not to second guess who you are how to appreciate and, and bring love and, and the attachment that you as a person deserve and need. In your, in your adulthood, breaking the cycle, yes, yes, you have to break those connections. That's the first thing I say. And I know that's hard to say, like, hey, you have to walk away from your parent, walk away from your caretaker, because, number one, that's the hardest thing that us as we might have trouble doing. That was the hardest thing for me. In that relationship, it's always going to be that conflict of you trying and them disconnecting them pulling away from you, them not showing, you know, invested interest in who you are and, and not and always having that block when you try to connect and when it seems like you are having a conversation with them, it's one-sided. It's I'm a victim. I'm a victim of I've been through this, I've been through that. That's why I'm the way I am. I need you to understand and accept it. 
It's never, hey, I've been through this. I don't want this. I want to have a healthier relationship with you, and I want to, you know, step out of my comfort zone and spend time connecting with you. It's such a hard thing, you know, I think for them to do as well. So, number one, I, I sincerely believe they do love you, but they don't know how to connect. People can't give you what they what they do not have, so they have never been shown how to connect. They don't know how to connect. And I want you to listen to this. If you're if you're listening to this and you're thinking about a certain attachment you have with the relationship with a certain person, and you're feeling neglected, you're feeling hurt, you know, it makes you upset. You cannot change them and make them want you. The only thing you can do is heal yourself, and then. When you heal yourself, when you put yourself in a more secure state where your emotional intelligence are high, where you can access who you are confidently and show up in the world as a secure person to connect with people, like actually connected and who they are, talk, talk to them and listen to their heart and be interested, and you're talking to them and interested to what you're saying, you're going to manifest that naturally. Who you are automatically attracts, you know, that those type of relationships. So when you show up secure, you should ta- you attract and manifest secure relationships. And that's a fact. If you're with someone or, or around someone who, who who shows up in those, you know, neglectful ways from, from what you're used to in your childhood, that's the type of attachment you're always going to get. And as you continue, continue to try, you're continuing the cycle. Continue to try to make them interested. Continue to try to have them be invested in you. Continue to try to, you know, have them, like, you ever been with someone and they're just on their phone and you're just upset. They're just on their phone or they're just texting other people. You're right there trying to connect with them, right there sitting in the room trying to, you know, have, have you know, get their interest. You might say or, or do something to, to try to pull and gravitate them towards you and, and to no avail, you just you can't do it. They rather be on the phone, they can get the phone, they won't get off the phone. Now, I want you to understand that that's not about you, that's within them. They don't know how to connect at the same time. They don't know how to be interested. They don't see them as being disrespectful. They might see you as, as nagging or they might see it as you, you know, constantly crying, and, and you are. They're not wrong. You are trying to force someone to give you what's not in them. You are forcing someone to be what you need that they cannot give. The person does not know how to be interested, you know, nurturing, loving, and invested in you. They can't give it to you. So at the same time, because as your caretaker might have, because, you know, they it, it, it starts with childhood that's in them, but they get continued that cycle. They don't know how to connect either. They can't give you the connection that, that, that you need to understand how to connect with someone either because they don't know how to give it. And I, I'm so for, you know, 2019 is the year I said this, you know, when I walk into 2019, I always talk about my year and it always works because I'm going to manifest what I want. But 2019 is about healthy connections for me, healthy relationships. Number one, the first thing you have to do is master yourself. That's why it seems so hard to be alone, but at the same time, you have to create a high opinion of yourself. That's the first thing you do is when you dis- detach from all of those relationships that made you feel that way is you start working on yourself. You see that, hey, I have a constant need of validation, a constant need to, to feel love. I like, like, you know, when you've ever been in that, you've been that person that constantly, like, they don't text back in 10 minutes, you feel a type of way. They post online this ability to make you feel good about yourself because you're already done. Because I'm going to tell you this, if you don't show up in relationships how you want to be treated, they're not either. And basically, and basically what, what that means is when you, put out a certain type of energy, it's brought back to you, period. So if you're putting out an energy of I'm desperate for your attention, I'm desperate, you know, for you to love me, I'm desperate for this, and it is, it is true. I have, to, I have to say this because you feel like it's their responsibility and obligation. And what you don't understand is that's you not knowing how to connect with people as well. And you may not even realize that that's you as well, you know, taking on the the, the characteristics or trait of your caretaker of not knowing how to connect with people. Because the first thing to do is connect with people is understand a lot of people. I seen this one quote online the other day, and it says, stop romanticizing people that hurt you. And basically what that means is, um, for instance, if they text you, you see it as a, a, a huge gesture of, 
them expressing love other than, you know, reading the text, you know, as as it is, and you're trying to find ways to prove or, or, or like, romanticize that they care about you and, and love you when it's just literally simply just a basic text of, like, hey, good morning, how are you? But because you crave their attention so much, just the slightest attention means the most to you. So the first thing you have to do is check yourself. How do you show up in relationships? How do you, you know, acquire the love that, that you deserve? And like, and that seems so hard, but it's it's really not. At at first trying, because you have to be detached from those people, it seems immensely difficult, you know, to not end up in that cycle again. It's scary to think that you could. Oh man, I told myself that I, I can't do this just right now until I am completely healed. Because people who are not healed. You can't jump into a relationship because they're not going to heal you. They're not part of that process. Have a high opinion of yourself and then then connect with others. This is this is something that I feel needs to be talked about and understood when it comes to relationships and connections. A lot of times we place you know, the, the the fault on the other person for how we feel, not realizing that it's our, our feelings are ours alone. I did a few shows before when we talked about emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence basically is you understanding, you know, how to connect with someone, how to understand that your feelings are yours alone, how you show up in relationships, and how you connect with people. We're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back and we're going to finish the segment.
right, guys, we're back for the second half of the show. So I want to do a little recap. So first we're talking about the cycle of abuse and how the cycle of abuse starts within your childhood, how the attachment that you have with your caretaker, your parent, your uh, mother, father, grandmother, whoever it was, is how you show up in relationships and the type of attachment that you draw towards yourself, whether, whether you realize it or not, continuing the cycle of abuse, neglect, and how you connect and love. So I want to talk about when it comes to ending the cycle of abuse, I want to talk about leaving, leaving those relationships. When it comes to leaving those relationships, you might have noticed, like, maybe uh, when you try to move out or have your own independence, it seemed as if your caretaker might have halted it, kind of been resentful towards it, not as happy as they, they should have been, or even made you feel a little guilty about leaving. And you might notice the same type of, you know, relationship when it comes to your romantics, your friendships. They kind of make you seem, make you seem like you're a bad person for leaving them, make you feel guilty about it. It seems like all the, the love and attention that you crave, and when you leave, it's like it's a desperate pullback. It's as if if you leave them, you're hurting them, even though they did all these things to not keep you, not to love you correctly. And, again, we're not placing blame on who they are because they do not know how to love you correctly. Even if they try, it's not within them. They do not understand it. It's not something that, that they have, you know, like they, they, like they have it in them. They're just not giving it to you. They don't have it at all. People can't give you, I repeat, what they do not have. It's just not within them to give you. But, when they do this, I need you to understand something. You have to be strong. You have to love yourself enough to understand that it's not about them. It's about you. Same thing the way they treat you. It's not about them. I mean, it's not about you. It's about them. That's how they give love. That's how they show up. And do you want to continue to show up in those situations where you're not being loved correctly, where you don't feel good and you don't know how to feel good, where you're constantly the one, like you're the only one trying that like that they like they have no type of you know fear of losing you because they know you're always going to show up you know they they know they're always going to get their energy and their supply from you. you they know for a fact that you're going to love them no matter how they treat you same thing you might have noticed with your caretaker no matter how they treat you no matter how much you felt they disrespected you and crossed your boundaries they knew that you was going to love them through it as, you know, as, as their child, same thing in the same relationship. So they don't feel like they need to give you this. What, 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 what do you acquire they don't need to give? Because they know no matter how much they neglect you, how bad they treat you, you're still going to show up and love them because that has been trained. That has been put inside of you from your caretaker. That's already how, how you give up and receive. That's how you receive love. It's how you're going to attract love, period. That's how you've always been taught to receive love, whether you knew it or not, it's already been embedded in you subconsciously. The thing I want to talk about is leaving. You might notice the same type of, you know, tension coming from them when you say, hey, I'm done, I can't do this anymore. And they might seem like they don't care, but then they, they, they keep sending you text message. Maybe online they're throwing up subliminal things that they know is going to trigger, you know, anxiety and hurt what's inside you, you know, to, bring, to make you defenseless so they can just walk right on in and continue that same cycle. But the important thing to understand is, like, that's you. That's you receiving that. That's you reacting to that. That's you not dealing with who you are and your emotional neglect to heal yourself from that, you know, understanding who you are so you can end those type of connections. And I keep saying this because it's just when people say that to me, all I hear is I have a type. All women are the same. All men are the same. No, that means you have a type. That's what you're constantly attracted to. That type of love you keep attracting to receive because that's how you – you know, receive it as a child. You might just realize that for some reason you have like this strong magnetic pull towards that person. It's not love that's pulling you back. It's codependency that's pulling you back. You have to be. You have to, you know, pull your independence and realize, hey, I, I didn't receive the type of love that I needed. I don't understand how to connect with people. I don't understand how to have a healthy relationship. So your goal from now on is to pit those things inside of you. Stay strong. Don't let them make you feel guilty. But that's the first thing they're going to go for is, is a guilt trip. Try, try to do that nostalgia trip where they try to criticize you all the good times that, that you had. All these things, you know, I'm trying to say to, to get you back. And, then you're over, you're, and sometimes, you know, because you're used to it, you fall back for it. Because it's like you're finally getting your attention, finally getting your interest. And once they have you hooked, it's straight back to the neglect. It's straight back to the cycle. 
straight back to it because they know exactly what to say. Because they, they don't want you to go, and I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. They probably do love you because that's how they know how to show love. Or maybe they just need your supply. It could be one, one or the other. But the thing about it is that's you not loving yourself to put yourself in those type of situations. And I know we all want healthy connections. We all want healthy relationships. I encourage you guys to, you know, research and look, understand, you know, emotional, emotional attach, attachment, sorry, Southern, emotional attachment, um, emotional intelligence, intelligence, you know, why do we continue to go back to people that hurt us? Why do we continue to romanticize them? You know, and the first thing they're all going to tell you the same thing, you know, because I've been looking into it, trying to understand me and why I have these, you know, same cycles of connections and relationships with people. So from now on, I'm going on people who have, you know, healthy attachment styles. I gravitate towards them, you know, so to the point where I'm so used to it that I just, I, I don't even, you know, it's easy for, for me to receive it. Stop romanticizing every person that comes in your life. For instance, like a lot of people feel like they can't be friends with women or men who are men, but that's because you might be one of the people who romanticizes everything. Or they might be one of the people who romanticizes everything. Like you can't just have a, a simple connection or a simple, you know, relationship with someone without it, you know, for being awkward, you know, because you feel like it, it, it has to lead to this and it doesn't. So don't feel guilty for leaving. Don't let them make you feel guilty for leaving. And, and the first thing you do is have to work on yourself, you know, so you're not triggered by those things. Because, like, a lot of times what they do is they, they, they figure out, understand your trigger so you don't have to manipulate and control you. It might seem things like where you might have something to say to your mom or whatever. They knew exactly what to say to bring you down to assert their power that they have over you. Same thing in your romantic relationships because they know exactly what triggers, what buttons to push to get you, get you to, to be in a state where you're constantly – you know, they're showing up for them and they don't have to show up for you. So the first thing I want you to do is, you know, to do is, is build your emotional intelligence. Um, I encourage you guys to look into emotional intelligence and what it means to be a to what it means to have emotional intelligence. Um, your emotional intelligence more than likely if you have those type of connections that I'm talking about is low. How you connect with people is hard because you do not understand that. Number one, the first thing you do is set boundaries. Set boundaries for yourself. Set boundaries for, you know, what people can say to you, how they're coming to you. Two, stop seeking so badly and so desperately for that love and attention. Number one, put it within yourself. Because once you love yourself and understand who you are, like, why do these things make you feel this way? Why am I triggered by that? Why does that hurt me so much? And admit to yourself, you know, why. And admit to yourself that it's okay you know what I'm trying to say? But there's no reason for me to let that hurt me. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, you're protecting me to someone off the grip, and it didn't, it didn't mean anything by it. It might have been innocent, but it might have triggered them. It might have got a, like a, a, a tense reaction because that's a trigger within them. That's not you. That's within them. There's a reason why they were so bothered by that. I'm talking about, honestly, like, you know, little comments. I've seen this one story online. This girl was telling her story about how her mother was a trigger for her because her mother believed in public humiliation when uh, she did something, you know, that was bad or, you know, or defiant to her. Instead of, you know, guiding her and teaching her, you know, the right way to be a woman, she believed that, well, I'm going to embarrass you so you never do this again. So to the point where her mom became a anxiety trigger for her when she came when she came around her. So, in another another situation where someone might have said something to her, you know, not to her fulfillment, but everyone laughed. She immediately went into her shell and closed herself off because it reminded her of, you know, the stuff, the trauma that she went through as a child. And and I encourage you guys, you know, if you have kids on here to understand, like how you treat your child, how how you talk to them, it's how you're going, it's how they're going to receive love. It's how they're going to try to receive love from other people when and then go into the world. I remember my mom used to try to make me feel guilty, you know, like for wanting guys' attention, you know, and the way I, I was in relationships and they feel bad about it. But I'm like, that's all I know. That's all I've been taught. This is all I have seen. You know what I'm trying to say? And it's, you know, and it's, they try to make you feel like you're stupid or you're, you don't know this or you don't know that. And you're just like, I don't know. Seriously, do not know. Can you tell me? Can you teach me? Because I don't know. I have no clue. I've never been taught this. I've never been shown this. Or the love that I am attracted to receiving is the love that I have gotten. 
whether you realize it or not. This is not to make your parents a villain or a bad person because they're not. Because as I said, you know, before, people can't give you what they don't have. And you ever just wondered why, you you know, you see your mom go through all this and then you seem to see yourself in the same situations and you might tell yourself, I don't want to end up like my mom. I don't want it. But you have to understand, like, hey, it's already in me. You have to recognize it and, and, and you know, stop that cycle because all that's going to happen is you're going to, you know, do that torture to your children. I see people now, you know, don't really, you know, they might talk to their children because they're not talking to them. They're talking at them. I'm talking about, like, you know, past past, you know, the, the infant stage, like when, when, when the child can have a conversation talking at them, it's not even like to understand, you know, what, what is going on within them to be like, you know, for them to act like this or, or why they have certain type of relationships if, you know, I'm talking at you. It's what I say. And you're sitting there and you're just receiving it. So even in, in a relationship, it might be, you know, their word is how the relationship goes. You can't show up and be comfortable and be happy because you know that if, if they're not happy, you're not going to be happy. Same thing with the parent. Like, you ever realize like, when the parent's in the house and that parent is not happy, there's no there's no fun going on at all in, in, the, in the house. If, if their, their mood, you know, controls the temperature of the house, controls the temperature of, like, how things go throughout the day. So if they're not in a bad mood, if they're in a bad mood, you have to be quiet. No one's in a good mood. No one's laughing. No one's is, is disrupting them because everyone has to be upset. Same thing in relationships. It, they control the temperature of how the relationship goes. So you're only happy when they're happy because you put your happiness in their hands. So if they're not happy and they're not satisfied, you can't be either, whether you realize it or not. And, and you might think, well, that's on them. No, that's you. That's how you connect. And what you have to understand, the first thing when it comes to relationships, you have to dismantle and understand, you know, why each time I, I'm in, a, in the same situation, you think, well, all men are like this. All women are like this. No, that's how you receive love. They're not. There are people out there with healthy, you know, and I've met them, healthy relationships, healthy attachment styles, and it doesn't make you a bad person or an unlovable person because you don't understand that and continuing to not understand that, that it's within you. It's, It's like stop placing blame on them. Pay it all on you. Hey, this is how I show up. This is how I attract. You know what I'm trying to say? Because they have their own reason for acting like that. Because they don't know how to connect either, as I said before. So the first thing, so what we need to do right now is how you connect. Only, you know, focus on secure attachment styles. You know, seriously connect with people instead of trying to jump into a relationship with them. It's just seriously connect with who they are, who they are, and who they are. You know, one thing my uh, my old boss told me, she said, the first thing I say is, do I like you? You're so busy trying to, you know, figure out, do they like me? Is do I like you? Do I even like you as a person? You know, you, you're so, you so, they show you any type of attention and love, you know, because you feel like you never really had that. You immediately romanticize and jump into them instead of, you know, t- taking them who they are all around. Because the thing about it is, like, most, most people get into it, they stop trying. Because they go, they get comfortable, so they become who they really are as a person. So once that happens, you're like, you're so confused. Like before, you was like this, because the same way you're trying to get them to like, like you, they're trying to get you to like them. But once they get comfortable, they stop trying. And that true color show up. That's why I said the first thing you do is really connect with people. First, really connect with who they are, and you start to see people exactly for who they are. Period. And stop trying to save people. Stop dating. I mean, I don't mean like don't help people. Like, for instance, if you see your friend is down and out, she needs, you know, gas money, she has kids, give your friend some gas money. But you but stop trying to mature people emotionally. You're only going to hurt yourself. The same way you try to, you know, make your mom feel good. The same way you try to make your mom happy, try to ease her pain and her so-called circle. You do the same thing in relationships. Stop trying to mature people. Stop trying to save them. That's up to them. You have to understand that. That's all them. If they don't want to, they don't have to. And you constantly showing up doing it enables it so that now they no longer feel the need to. Of course, you know, and the first thing they're going to do is blame you. It's your reason. It's, it's your fault why they, they, they're not loved. Because you stop loving them. No one loves them. It's them. And you see someone who, who talks so immaturely, stay away from them. And it's not about placing blame. It's not about it's your fault, it's their fault. It's about you. How do you show up? How do you receive love? It's it's no one but you. And that's the first thing 
that you guys have to understand. Um, let's see here. Okay, so right now it's 918. Uh, I am going to open up the lines if anyone wants to come on and join in and have a candid conversation about the topic. Uh, I see one caller on there. Uh, let me see. A1, sorry, 615839. Uh, you're on. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good today. Thanks. Do you have uh, anything to say? Yes. Um, blessings. And also, I would like to see if there's anybody in my life that I should cut out or that I don't particularly need around me to elevate. Hmm. Okay. Um, are you asking for a reading or are you just asking in general? Um, in general. Okay. Um, be here. Let me ask you a question. Um, what seems to be like the main issue that you have with relationships? What is like the main thing that you feel that you're continuing to experience as you go through these relationships, whether it's your friendships or your romantic partners? Loyalty from either side. Loyalty from a friendship, loyalty from a relationship. So when you say loyalty, it, it comes down to the point of you're feeling like you're not good enough, so they seek it elsewhere. Is, is that right? I feel like they're disloyal to me. They, they cheat. They, they look elsewhere, you know, for love or, or like a companionship rather than seeing it within you. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure you already know, like, number one, that's, that's not your fault. That's not you. That's, that's within them. It's, it's because they don't know how to, you know, respect who you are and, you know, give you the love and attention that you deserve. Number one, that's, that's the first thing. I'm pretty sure you already understand that. And it seems mm-hmm. very frustrating when you're constantly, like, in a relationship, I'm sure, and, like, they're constantly, you know, being disloyal. You have a friend who, you know, disloyalty might be them talking behind your back, spreading your business, you know, just basically crossing your boundaries and betraying you. And you're trying to understand why do I have to, I constantly have to go through the same thing over and over again. I know how I, I want to be treated. I know how I want to be loved. I know how I want to connect with people. The first thing you have to understand is, those red flags that you see, take those those are real. Sometimes a lot of times if you talk to someone long enough, they reveal who they are already. They might tell you back in the day, you know, I might not have been faithful or I did this to her. They're telling you exactly how they show up in relationships. So number one is who do you have around you? Here's the question all relationships. If every single relationship you have around you, that is the outcome, it's how it's it, that's that's how that's the people you attract, people that you're also attracted to. Number one, someone, you know, talk to someone first. And I'm not even talking about romantic, you know, relationships, even your friendships, all of them, how they perceive relationships. If they automatically go in with a negative view, like all oh, people are bad and this and the third, that's how they're gonna show up in a relationship towards you as well. You know what I'm trying to say? People who are positive, loving, and and have, you know, um, respect for, you know, healthy relationships, that's how they're going to show up in relationships. If you see, if you're just a man, right, and immediately he just bashes all his exes. He's just bashing them all. They're all this, that, and the third. And what, what he's doing is he was conditioning you to show you that, hey, he needs to see something different. So you feel like, well, if I try harder. If I be this, if I be all these things, he's going to love me more. But see, no, that's his character flaw. That's who he is. It doesn't matter. Even if, even if y'all was to break up today, he's going to be the same person in the next relationship until he feels the need to change and grow. All you're doing is enabling it. Does that right. make sense? It absolutely yeah. does. Yeah. And, and it doesn't make you a bad person because you keep doing that. It just have to understand, like, hey, I, I, I keep attracting this because that's what I'm drawn to. And it might have been something in your childhood where maybe your mom, you know, was neglectful in certain ways and she you felt like, well, like maybe you might have caught your mom lots of times telling your business or, you know, just crossing certain boundaries, not teaching, treating you as an individual but an extension of herself, like your mind. So that's how you show up in a relationship. Does that make sense? Yep, and the whole entire segment, the whole time you were talking, 
I was like, is she talking about me? Because <laughs> I can relate to it so much. <laughs> and, you know, as I said earlier, talking to a lot of my friends, because I, I, said, I, I attract people, you know, my goal is to attract healthy people, but I'm seeing that I'm attracting people who have the same childhood as me. You know, uh, me and my friend was talking about, and my auntie was talking about, you know, just narcissistic, you know, parents or narcissistic traits. Um, and we were talking about things that we experienced in childhood. You know, we were looking into like narcissism and, and what it means when you're with a narcissist and how they show up. And it does start within, you know, our childhood. We were talking about, you know, how we receive love. And then we started, you know, just breaking down things. Like you said, like you said, she's talking about me. We have revelations of like, it's almost as if like they have, you know, they have met, like you manifested, you know, your mom in a, in, a, in like in a male form. Like this is this is who she is. You know, it's like, hey, I'm I'm right here, and you know, she 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 rather you know, be on the phone, watch TV, or you know, talk at you. It's not really like a real connection. So now you don't know how to connect with people. You're you're left clueless because you was never taught how to really connect with people, how to really understand people, how to how you should go about getting respect, how you should carry yourself to get respect. And then you end up in a relationship. Now we're in relationships, and we're going through the same exact thing. You don't understand it, and it seems so confusing. Like you, number one, you don't connect the dots because you're like you disassociate them from one another because we place people in roles. Like you are the role of my boyfriend, you're the role of my mom, and we don't understand that when it comes to love and attachment, it's the same though, as as that that we seek out. Does that make sense? Absolutely, and um, always. Um... I'd be a little confused because I'm like, you know, I did have a certain type of childhood and a certain relationship with my mom that was not good for me. It was toxic. And I'm like, I should naturally be the opposite of her. But now Mm -hmm. I'm noticing I have similar traits. Like I'm detached with my own children because my mom was attached with me. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, a a continuing of the cycle of abuse, and I'm not saying you're you're an abuser. Number one, I'm just that that's what it's called. And because you you do that with your children, because you don't know how to connect. And my mom said it to me before when I called her out. She goes, "I don't know how to because that's how I was treated." You know, instead of you know her saying, "You know, you're right. I don't want to be like this anymore." You know, how can we start? How can we begin? And the first thing that you have to do is number one, I, I encourage you to meditate. I encourage you to start meditating every day. You know, it might it might seem hard and difficult to, to quiet your mind. That's the first thing. And what meditation does for me is it brings me to the space that I'm at. I'm not I'm not in my head, you know, overthinking these anxiety triggers. I'm like always, you know, with these scenarios, it calms me and it brings me to where I'm at. So I'm into the moment that I'm in. I'm into so that way, like when I do have a conversation, like even with you, I'm interested. I'm listening to you. You know, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I'm bringing it into myself to understand who you are so now we're connecting. Does that make sense? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep, right. And, and I, um, I, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. You that you did say that, you know, that you can recognize that it makes you neglectful towards your children um, because when you, the first thing you have to do is recognize that it's you. That's the first thing I had to do. I was such in this role of being a victim. I had to be a victim, not because I got this from my mom. She was always a victim in a situation. So I turned myself into the victim of the situation. And I also don't go overboard with, to the point where you're like, you're, you're understanding someone that you make excuses for them. Because you can understand someone and still at the same time discipline them. That's called tough love. Like, hey, I see that you're neglectful. I see that you're a shooter. I understand that that's within you because you've been through a lot of things and you don't know how to connect. But I'm at the same time not going to enable it, but I keep showing up here with you. You know what I'm trying to say? Treat people yeah. as have, how they show up, as their character, how they show up. Like, if that's a character flaw, that's not you. It's nothing to do with you. That's who they are. That's why they keep showing up like that. So the best thing to do is, like, you know, I encourage you, to, if you have the time, look into, you know, narcissistic, you know, parents and caretakers, narcissistic relationships. And you, when you go into a relationship with someone who's, like, you know, narcissistic, look up, you know, emotional intelligence, look up all these things and um, start understanding how to connect. Because once you start having those relationships with your children where you're invested and you can understand how to deal with conflict, like, just because of disagreement doesn't have to be conflict. When you show your kids that, hey, express yourself verbally when you're feeling some type of way in a neutral way where you're just being honest, not out of emotion. 
and you and you and you do that towards them, they're gonna naturally pick it up. They're gonna naturally because you already you know embedding in them you know how to have a connection with someone, and when they go out into the world, that's how they connect with other people. Be, show them positivity and love, and you know and, you know how to be content with who you are and still want more. How to you you can always go more, but still have to with where you are. So you're not upset with you know I'm not good enough. You never had that mentality. It's like hey I did this and I also want to do this. So you always you pursue who you are with without fear. Does that make sense? Yes, and I need to um, I need to get a hold of it now um, before my yes. son gets my age because yeah. um, I'm a grown yeah. woman still seeking approval, and I'm noticing that he really wants my approval so bad. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm usually nonchalant when he's trying to show me something he thinks is cool. I'm like, oh, that's nice. Like, and mm-hmm. I don't like that. I'm like, I'm I'm noticing I'm like it now like that now first mm-hmm. I didn't notice but now I'm realizing like I'm acting like my mom and he's gonna grow up wanting approval as an adult like I do mm-hmm. you're absolutely right mm-hmm. yeah um that, that that's that's true <laughs> and like when you said that uh it kind of for me it made me think about my mom because for them they feel like they did enough just by saying that you know even though it might have been a little bit you know resentful it's just like oh okay that's nice and for you he's like oh Okay, they that that honestly that hits with inside them, so they feel like so that's what turns you know children into classic people pleasers, because they have to constantly mm-hmm. constantly seeking validation. So the first thing you you do is like when they do something and they're proud of it, you you match their intensity. Like for instance, if if you're super excited about something, you celebrate it with them. Like you know, celebrate the news, no matter how small it might seem to you, it's big to them, so celebrate it. And what that does to them is is build confidence in that, that they can. That they they can achieve. You know, I'm trying to say that that they can, you know, um, do anything. And also, and what that does is that. So what's going to happen is, is when he does reach adulthood, and he sees that, you know, he he will be able to recognize when someone's actually showing up for them and supporting them, and those who aren't. You know, what I'm trying to say, not in a resentful right. way, because right. it's important that. Um, I'm trying to think of a way to say this. It's important that you also teach them to be securing themselves. Securing themselves is having them, is ask them how, how do they view themselves. How do you feel about you? Number one, tell them how you feel about him, and then at the same time, once he views himself, because that's how he's going to show up. So if, if the first thing he says to you is all these negative things, like all the things that he, that he has pulled from you and other people, all the bad things about him, he hasn't pulled anything good from him. Because once you create your own confidence and your own security, no one can really try, can break you. You have, you know, I've seen this uh, one proverb. I can't remember exactly what he said. I wish I could. But basically, just like, it's, it's like, I can't remember. Okay, so here's the whole point of it, though. <laughs> it's just basically mm-hmm. no one can throw anything at you to hurt you because you already know who you are. Your opinion is so high. You know exactly who you are when you look in the mirror. You know what you're capable of. So they can't throw at you, you know, things to try to make you insecure. Now, this is not saying you know, to be arrogant and not be open to growth because, you know, I, I always appreciate constructive criticism. How can I do better? I'm always – so another thing for them to understand is, hey, you're always learning. You're always growing. You always can do better. You always, you know, can become a better person and treat people better, do this better. So the first thing you need to do is not so bad when you do make those mistakes. You know, don't belittle and berate yourself. Understand where you went wrong and be a problem solver. How can I fix this? How can I make that better? And that's also how they show up in relationships. They become relationships secure so that they don't constantly need their, their, you know, energy and attention and validation to make themselves feel good because they're already showing up as that. And as they, you know, bring a partner in with them who is secure when it comes to connecting and something does go wrong, their goal is how do we solve this? It's not oh, let's do the tip for tat thing. Let's, let's, let, let, if you did this thing, I'm going to be this way to you. Let me hurt you because you hurt me. It's okay. Let's solve this. So teach him to be a problem solver. Teach him to be secure in himself. You know, so find out your, your son's about how old he is, his opinion of himself, and also tell him how you view him. And, and be a supporting and loving role because once you start doing that, you know, more than often, he's going to be used to that type of attachment, and that's what he's going to seek out. And also, I encourage you, you know, when it comes to you, you need the same thing, too. So do those same things for yourself. You know, um, ask people their opinion of you. And then understand the opinion of yourself. Ask yourself who do you want to be in the world and show up as her. 
you know, I encourage you to, you know, to look into, you know, the narcissistic, you know, relationships and attachments. Those, that's really important because a lot of times if, if you're connecting with what I'm saying, it's because you're attracted to narcissists. So that's my issue. That's, that's one of my, was my issue. I'm working on it. Wow. And it's, it's, it's crazy you said that because I've read up narcissists before and I was thinking it fits so many people in my life but I also became afraid because I'm like what if I'm narcissist and I don't know it what if I can see it clearly in everyone else but myself well if you did you know the things that if you start with my things I just saying it will help you you know what I'm trying to say um and the main thing is when, when you do stuff that I sell I think stuff once you do for your son do it for you because now that you understand that all those things is wrong, you basically have to like reparent yourself. You're, you're, you have to start from the beginning too, to, to train yourself, to discipline yourself, because your subconscious is already trained. Your subconscious are already telling you these things. Hey, I'm not good enough. I don't this, that, and say all these negative things. So you have to retrain your subconscious. One of the things that I do to help retrain my subconscious is I start putting like little notes around the house that I read. And it's like, you are confident. You are consistent. You are beautiful. You can do anything. All the things that I, believe so negative about myself that was all in me, all in my head, I started seeing the things that I want to see in myself, all the things that I know is true, and forcing myself to understand my subconscious, understand that these are true. So the first thing you do is like affirmation. So every chance you get, tell your son, hey, man, tell your son, I say, hey, man, tell your son, you know, <laughs> hey, you're so smart, you're confident, you can do anything. Wow, look at you, you know what I'm trying to say, like, you can win. There's all these things that, that you put inside the subconscious, he's going to absorb, it's going to be a part of who he is. Same thing, you have, but you have to do it for yourself because right now you don't have anyone because like you're an adult. No one's going to, you know, parent. You have to reparent yourself. So now you have to be the same person that you want your son to be and how you want to connect with him, connect with yourself the same way. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Absolutely. And thank you so much. Oh, no problem. Um, have a good day, and I wish you all the blessings in the world. Thank you. Same to you all. No problem. Okay, so I don't see anyone else wanting to come on and oh, see anyone else wanting to come on and talk. So if we want to end the show here, uh, just wanted to say, you know, um, when it comes to connections and you know relationships, I want you guys to also look within yourself. For those who are constantly feeling like they're in the same cycle with men or, or friendships and understand, like, it's the people you keep around you. Maybe you heard that a lot, but that is so true. How the love that you, you know, acquire is what's going to come at you, period. So if you're constantly, you know, seeing that you're in a manipulative relationship, maybe your caretakers was very manipulative to you, so you're automatically drawn to that. You automatically fit in perfectly because you're always used to being that role of being manipulated. Or um, if your parents was, you know, physically abusive and you happen to be drawn to people who are physically abusive, to break the cycle, number one, you have to start with yourself. You have to reparent yourself and then re- re- redo, you know, how you show up, how you do yourself. And as you go forward, and if you do have children, if you're going to have children, because before they get here, you have to know how to connect, have to know how to, you know, acquire love and respect. Because that's because the more you continue the cycle, the more it continues with your children. And as I said, it's subconscious. It's not. It's, it's you without even trying because it's already in you. It's already who you are. And um, peace and blessings. And we will see you guys next week. Offset will be on here for the next show. Have a great day, guys. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.